How's it going, everybody? This is Joe, the founder of the Renaissance Man Network and the Renaissance Man Podcast. I'm the host of that. I wanted to share with you the intentions for this podcast and lead you into the content so that you know exactly what to expect and what to focus on. I want to help people live like a Renaissance man. Now, and nowadays, people either tend to be uh, a little bit okay at everything or without direction, or they tend to be super focused on one particular career. But the art of being a Renaissance man, free to do whatever he likes, but dedicating his life to the mastery of several things, and understanding that self-development it has an infinite ceiling. That art has been lost, and so I want to help get that back into the world where people can become great mathematicians, become great uh, athletes, become great um, um, craftsmen, become great travelers, become great writers, become great at many things that inspire and make you feel uh, uh, like a capable and well-rounded man. Um, Self-actualize. There are values that I hold dear to my heart and that I hold dear to being the the ideal of being a renaissance man, which is living with a sense of passion and curiosity and a hunger for growth, experiences, and knowledge. So I interview people that do these things. I interview people that that are good at something where I can share the things they're good at. I also talk about these values on discussion episodes. So please go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already, or if you would like to hear the content to see if you want to subscribe, I totally understand. And you can listen to it and then decide afterwards. It's your choice. Um, And that is one of the easiest ways to support the podcast. Without further ado, here is today's episode. First, trying to get the trying to get the kiln. Like I had a uh, I had a kiln from I had a couple kilns from a lady in San Marcos, and mm. uh, I found the space and getting into the to actual workspace and then getting mm. people to help me and then set up one works. I'm not sure if the other one works. And then uh, trying to get tables set up. Like found a bunch of lumber. Just trying mm. to get you know have guys always want to help. I mean, I have, I have a lot of friends that do different things and. Mm. I get wood cut and stuff. I see that you, you this one's kind of like a molded, like two halves. Yeah, yeah. The, you make the, um, trying to get that too. Uh, the mold process, like I didn't know, I didn't know anything mm-hmm. before a year ago, how to make a mold or how to get a positive. And basically mm-hmm. you take a form and uh, take a form and you cast it. Like you mm-hmm. pour plaster and then uh, you let it dry and then you make your, you screw in, like you make keys. Mm-hmm. And then you pour the second half, and then mm-hmm. you break it apart, and then you pull out the positive, and then you pour liquid clay or slip into it, and then that creates. The oh. Okay, and then you let so, it, and then you let yeah. it harden, and then you pull out your excess, and then that is what this is. Hmm. So you you poured slip into this. Yeah. Huh. That makes cut. a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just. Um, I'd seen it done. I and we had a professor in college that, that did it, but I never yeah. I never took the class, and I wish I would have. Now it's a really cool idea. Yeah, it was just um, forgot you could do that. It's become a big thing now, like you know, because you can make so much more. Mm-hmm. 
you can work on quantities of like 20 instead of like yeah and you could just do the same thing every single time so if you're wholesaling a specific you know growler to to brewers like you were saying i i just recorded a, a sort of recording a few minutes ago so just to update everybody we're talking about this growler here uh, i'm going to take a picture of it and label it picture one and that's going to be in the description um in this episode and um he's saying that this was a mold that he poured slip into uh yeah and then basically uh pour slip and then let it harden and then you trim it up and then you're just i mean it's really unclean right now you can see where the edges are yeah just, i mean uh this was kind of the test i really wanted to see if the the flip with the lid would fit uh-huh and then for, for the for the um the viewers uh sorry the listeners what's slip uh slip is liquid clay okay basically and uh our, how that goes about like for for the mold you actually have a I get a I get a mix from a company mm. and it's just for slip like you can actually make your own slip like nice. you, know, you can just uh, dissolve clay in water and shake it around a lot yeah like basically that like, you could do that just and then mm-hmm. I mean but they actually have slip for different things like for molds or for colorants or like you can actually color slip and make something like this mm-hmm. like make this color hmm. but uh yeah for for Molds, you actually have there. I didn't really know, like I said before a year ago, I didn't know uh, that was going on. So I found a, a company out of uh, California called Laguna Clay. Okay. And I use I've used their clay for like I don't know ten years now. And yeah. Looked on their catalog, found that they had slip, ordered it, and then uh, mixed it up. And then there's also a chemical additive to it, which I did not know about. So you had you had the chemical to the water, mm-hmm. and then the dry mix dry mix to the water and the chemical and then that okay. mixes up what does the chemical do keeps it in flux kind of like oh, okay. instead of instead of drying out instead of if, if it like settles or something yeah yeah because we most uh, clay will tend to harden mm-hmm. like really quickly mm-hmm. and uh, basically like it keeps it like I guess wet longer and so mm-hmm. it actually conforms to the mold mm. and it, it, it still dries out of course yeah yeah it'll still dry out like eventually yeah. Yeah. But it'll, it'll just a little bit longer with uh-huh. the name. And it's still cool to fire, of course, when it's done. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if there's residue or not. No, no, it'll, it'll burn off. It, it, you know, but it, it, the thing about the chemical additive, it does apparently, um, excuse me, um, it does tear apart the mold, like eventually. Huh. So the mold isn't, is only good for like, I think it's like eight or ten pours. I'm not really okay. sure. I haven't really gotten that far yet. Oof. Yeah. What, what if, what would happen if you just did a regular slip? Ah, that's I begin. That's when I before I added the chemical additive yeah. to it. They just it would crack and it uh, would not. It wasn't. You couldn't pull it out. So it, it just wasn't, wasn't doable. Yeah, it wouldn't. It wasn't plastic. It was just okay. like it wasn't drying right. It was drying very uneven. Yeah. And I was like, and I and I thought that was. Um, I didn't know that. Like I was like, oh mm-hmm. well, this is. And then they call it I. What if you coated the mold and maybe if you sprayed like varnish on the inside or some kind of lacquer. What, would that allow it to hold longer? Or? Uh, well, you're you're taking away from the the, pl- the plaster because the plaster is going to absorb the. You're putting a chemical between the plaster and the slip. The the plaster is what dries out the. Oh, I didn't know that. So the plaster sucks the water out of mm-hmm. it. So it has to be something porous like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it's uh, super thirsty. Plaster yeah. super super thirsty. Yeah. I mean you, they, that's how that's how actually I recycle it's my like clay. It's like a single dude at a bar on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Thirsty Thursdays. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's how uh, people usually general. That's how I dry out my clays. I have a, okay. a slab, and then you just kind of throw your excess clay on it. Just, Interesting. You just kind of just dry it out, and that's okay. pretty. And just clean it up, and huh? It's kind of a well. I mean, it's, if you don't have a pug mill or a mixer. Yeah. yeah. So you have a studio nearby? Uh, yeah. I just I basically got my own place this year. I've been I've been working out of a garage for the last eight or nine years. Wow. And just uh, I built a kiln out in San Marcos, like of. Yeah. A, 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 built the kiln yeah okay um a gas fired kiln out in san marcus uh, my family has land out there yeah and uh about five miles from town nice and uh just with a bunch of dry brush and and, and flammable cans of oil around right <laughs> exactly um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i i i was i mean a gas fire you have cool effects and yeah there's stuff you can do to it and just uh atmospheric processes like um Soda fire. I mean, uh-huh. I've heard about that. That's that's where it's it's reduction, right? Yeah, or it's okay. a yeah. You, what does that do? Okay, well, there's there's two different things. Reduction yeah. is like when you starve. It's in, in the firing when you starve uh, mm-hmm. the kiln, or you start the firing for air, mm-hmm. and you'll create a. I wish I, I don't have any more actually. Right on me. Um, mm-hmm. Certain certain glazes will actually uh, like I have a green that mm-hmm. I use a lot and. It's copper, and so when it's reduced, yeah. it'll turn red. Oh, and you'll have like spouts yeah. of red, and it'll look huh. like it's bleeding, blotching. That's so really cool. cool. And then, uh, but with the soda fire, you get it to certain temperatures, and you take uh, soda ash and you mix it with water, uh-huh. and then you put it in a pump sprayer, and then you spray it okay. into the kiln, and then it creates, uh, it turns into a gas, and then mm-hmm. when it flashes on the side of the the piece, it becomes the natural glaze. Oh, that's so, cool. This may get the the glaze but this won't mm-hmm. so it has like a really cool excuse me side of it like and then mm. sometimes you may get leaves inside of it which actually like will stay in the side of the piece and it uh-huh. just creates a really cool after effect huh that's kind of neat yeah it's really interesting like it um uh yeah it's it's uh i really like i miss doing that but it uh, i still haven't got that kiln to work right it hasn't been like fully functional it, yeah. it fires but it doesn't fire well oh, okay like, so it's like kind of meh yeah, I, st- I mean, I still like messing with it, but it's still, I mean, it's, it, it's you know, like the level of the game kind of. Yeah, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. I'm just going to take a look at this. Okay. Uh, how long have you been doing pottery for? Uh, on and off for 15 years since, 15. I, was ni- since I was 19. Okay. I started uh, junior college in Snyder, Texas. Oh, Snyder. I haven't been there before. Yeah, it's a good drive. It's, it's I mean, it's right... Right at the edge of West Texas, kind of between Abilene and Lubbock, uh-huh. and uh, it's a small, really good art school. Like, man, they have a really, uh, really good art program. Nice. And uh, for, you know, being in West Texas, and it, I mean, it's not West Texas a bad thing, but just, you know, you, it's not as diverse as you would like it to be. Yeah. Sometimes. That's why we're in Austin right now. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> yeah, more interesting things. Yeah, I mean, if you want to continue, I mean, if you want to continue expanding, but I mean, they they did teach me a lot. It touched me with yeah. soda fire. Uh, glazes. Uh, uh, this is kind of neat. Unlimited clay. It was really cool. Like, unlimited clay. Yeah, it's, that sounds like a subscription service. Unlimited clay straight to your door. <laughs> you pay for the well. Most most universities now, like they will actually have uh, unlimited clay. They'll work the unlimited clay into your into your yeah, fees. Of course, that makes sense. Fees for it. But uh, it's like a rub, right? I heard about dry rubs. Yeah, it's like a steak, but it's a stain. It's not a steak. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, but, you can use you can use wood stains too, right? 
I don't know. Somebody I, said you can just use wood stains. Oh well, uh, yeah. If you uh, if it's dry, I mean, if it's already. Um, if you dr if it like dries on a thing. Yeah, if it's bist or if, if it's bist or if it's even just. I don't know if it's high fired. I don't know if it'll take it. I know bistware will take it. I've mm -hmm. seen a guy a guy in college. He did. Uh, he had a project and um, some kind of funky figure, yeah. and he couldn't decide on a glaze, and eventually he just settled on um, just staining it with like a wood stain. stain. And they huh. just sat there for like two hours, just like rubbing it in. It's and cool. It's real. I mean, uh, bisqueware, which is the, the for the fire process, it's greenware, which is yeah. like just dried clay. Yeah. Then it goes to the first fire, and then it becomes bisque, mm -hmm. and then uh, kind of like a tomato bisque. Yeah. Okay. But not as tasty. Yeah. And uh, a little bit hard. Uh, then it's rock hard, and then okay. you glaze it, and then you refire it again. Okay. Then it's, then it's glaze work. So just to just to get it right, so it's wet clay, and then you air dry it, and then it's greenware, mm -hmm. even though it might not be green. Yeah. And then you fire it, and then it's bisqueware. Mm -hmm. It's now turned into a tasty soup. <laughs> <laughs> and then you fire it. You put glaze on it after it's bisqueware. And then you fire it again, and the glaze is all melty. Yeah, it's, it's, then it fuses pretty, together. Okay, but so it's it's waterproof after bisqueware, right? Uh, yeah, it's watertight. Watertight, because like, it's the 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 platelets become like so tight together. So if if you put water on greenware, it would re wet it. Yeah, it'll okay. just crumble. Eventually. Crumble. Yeah. Okay. It's uh yeah, it's not yeah. I mean, people there's uh there's they have processes where they actually do once fires where mm -hmm. they would just do. You would you could actually just glaze it. Uh -huh. uh, that's where soda, uh, that's how soda fire, I believe it had began. Like they used to do once fires on the beach, uh -huh. and then the salt from the sea uh -huh. would come in and get into the kiln. Okay. And then they would create that natural glaze. Yeah. And then it just create that flash. What color is it? Uh, it just depends. That depends on the um, actually the clay body. Okay. Um, some are like if you do like a white stoner, which this uh -huh. is, it'll usually do like a green or a gray. Huh. And then, but some are some clay bodies are with iron oxide, so you uh -huh. get like a black or like a reddish tone. Oh, okay, but those are really different. Like, like the like the, the red clay. Mm -hmm. We get some like either like a dark red or a black. Mm -hmm. Huh? They have. I mean, you you have uh, clay bodies for wood fire for mm -hmm. soda fire, and just I mean, just depending what you want, what your end product to be. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, just um, yeah. I've, never, I've always wanted to do a wood fire. I haven't done that yet. But. What's wood fire? Uh, That's like raku, right? Raku's a little bit different. Raku, uh, well, wood fire to answer your first question. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's just tr traditional firing, like it's just a wood kiln. Like yeah. it's wood, like it's fired by actual wood. Oh. Okay. And then it has a firebox, and you just. You put the wood in, and you stoke the wood, and then that's crazy. And how do you regulate it? How does the regulated temperature? Oh, those, we have actually, uh, they're called uh, pyrometric cones. Mm -hmm. And it, you make little cone packs, you make like this little log with like a little, looks like. I don't know, like standing stick people kind of. <laughs> and then basically when you hit a temperature, it goes down. Okay. And when you hit certain temperatures. Uh -huh. And then with, probably with, the, like this is just my assumption with certain with certain yeah. fires, but uh, you can, I'm assuming with wood fire, you would have like line certain ones up. And yeah. then you hit the temperatures, that would go down. Oh, okay. Like, so right. you just make sure, and then if it's not hot enough, then you just make keep doing Just stoke it some more. Yeah, Either so stoke it or... Also, we're, that where air comes into play because mm -hmm. too much air or not enough air, yeah, like can have like a big dependence on what your temperature mm -hmm. regulation. I think an oxygen tank can make more oxygen. 
or just, it's like or just spray open. it with oxygen. I usually just uh, open the doors, but yeah, like oh, just okay. the ports, <laughs> the burn ports, and just like really try to push as much air in. Yeah, yeah. I but guess I'm thinking too too technical. Oh, I mean, it, it, it'll just. I don't know, probably kick that, kick that flame out, kick a big old fireball. Yeah, yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, with the, with the Raku firing for Eastside Studio Tour, we, mm-hmm. did a, we did a live Raku for the second weekend. Oh, cool, with like garbage cans? Yeah, I have, uh, uh, I did yeah. a, a, a workshop with uh, Randy Broad, I cannot remember, Randy Broderick, yeah. I think his name he is. He babysat me when I was a kid. Oh, did he? No, I was just messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, he just probably doesn't live Raku for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Oh, that's uh, so cool. We did a <laughs> we did a, a live raku yeah. and just the 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 basically basic raku is you put it in the barrel and then you heat it up and then you pull it out red hot and then you put it in the trash can uh-huh. and with the newspaper surrounding it from that oxidation from mm-hmm. from the air and then the combustion from the newspaper creates the different kind of glaze. Yeah. So essentially, just for the um, I did this in high school once. You know a lot more than I do, but just for the listeners, what happens is you take the red hot or not necessarily but whatever the super hot thing from the kiln and this is okay so you biscuit then you glaze it and then this is the second firing yeah and it's out it's super hot like a couple thousand degrees you take it out and there is a garbage can full of newspapers or wood chips or something combustible and you put it in there in the wood chips and stuff and then you close it yeah or okay. yeah and then uh yeah but it... <clears throat> what does that do what's cool about that uh, creates different. Uh, it's an, basically it's another atmospheric asp- firing, yeah. like just like wood or soda. But yeah. uh, just you can't control it. There's mm-hmm. no like, there's nothing like, like, like with certain glazes. So it's like chaotic, and the glaze just gets all colorful and interesting. Yeah, just okay. depending on what kind of glaze you have. Like yeah. uh, I do a lot of white crackle right now, crackle yeah. glaze. And oh, the nice. more, the more friction you get with the newspaper, the more yeah. crackling you get. But okay. other glazes you'll get like uh, more luster. Yeah. And so like just depending on like, like shiny. Yeah. Okay. And so whether you want the combustible materials to, you know, rub against it or not, or, uh-huh. I mean, just, just depending on what it is. Uh, all the rubbing. Yeah. Just to match up. I just want to be rubbed all over. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, I mean, the right, I, I haven't developed any other glazes yet yeah. for that one, but it's okay. a fun time. But the, I mean, if you're not careful when you open the can again, yeah. it, that fireball will kick out. Like, and, and hit you. Yeah, it, <laughs> man, it it got it got me pretty good one time. Oh, what happened? I got right here just singe. That's yes. why that's why you have that shaved. Yeah, just the side right here. <laughs> but the guy behind me, or yeah. the guy that was holding the can, he got it pretty bad too. Like he had his he has longer hair than me, and he oh no, his tips were gone. Oh geez, no more tips. Yeah, the the I was like, man, it was pretty funny. <laughs> that's, but, that is funny. But it was really it was. I mean, let's see what what's going on with the other room real quick. All right. Nope. That's funny. He just like got his hair on fire. Yeah, and, uh, and his uh, his mom was standing probably about ten feet from him, and <laughs> she'd never seen the process done. And just, all this, I mean, these flames are kicking out because I mean, it's just all that the yeah. pressure in the can, and I didn't. It was just that windy enough for that on that yeah. day. Just like every time we Oof. opened it, just, just boom. I mean, it, it looked like a great show from the street, but I yeah. mean, just. Instagram people were just like, oh my god, I've never seen like such big yeah. fireballs. It's like, well, I mean, I, I don't know, it's a good time. So it's over when everything's burned out and there's no more fire. Uh, yeah. How usually, do you know? I would wait like an hour or two, just like really cool down. Yeah. Because you, you pull it out too early, it's gonna crackle. It's gonna crack. Okay. 
it's you don't need to turn them, you don't need to set it on fire like the the pottery will do that on its own right yeah yeah it's so hot i mean yeah. it's it's red hot you're like at 19 or two around 1900 degrees okay yeah yeah, yeah it's so. a bit higher than 451 yeah <laughs> just and, a little uh, bit <laughs> it's very it's super uh yeah. just you know be super careful about it just i mean just watch yeah. i mean you watch them do enough workshops, you're just like, it's like second nature after a while. I can imagine. Yeah, we did. We weren't the ones that actually did it. The uh, Her, like, second or third year students were the ones that actually worked with it. Oh, okay. Her. So I, we did everything else, but not the actual firing. Um, so I've never actually put anything in and out of the kiln. It's just something I really want to do. Hey, thanks for listening to the episode. In the earlier episodes, I put all of these sponsored ads at the end, and the newer episodes, they're in the middle. So if you're listening to one where it's split, some of the content before and some of the content after, uh, stay tuned and your content will come right after these messages. Otherwise, thanks for listening, and please listen further to help figure out how you can help the podcast grow. Number one way, subscribe. Wherever you are listening to this, hit the subscribe button either with your finger or the mouse, or if it's the future and everything is mind controlled, do so with your mind. That way I can attract better uh, sponsors and earn more money from the sponsors that I have so I can get better content and go to better conferences. I am right now about to go to CES. For each two hour conference or so, I tend to get about four interviews. That means people that I contact that I actually record and that we continue to uh, publish an episode. I contact more, but in the end, I get about four. Now, this is going to be four days, and this four-day experience is going to probably net me at least 20 interviews. Now, when it comes to other ways to support the podcast, email list is one way to support. Go to the Renman Network. What you will get is exclusive content right to your inbox. You also get to stay on top of the developments of the Renaissance Man Network. And you get to stay accountable in your journey of becoming a Renaissance Man by being reminded of Renaissance Man values and challenges that I will put out to the email list. Another way you can help yourself, oh, let me just circle back. The way you sign up to the email list is therenmannet.work slash nothing, actually. Therenmannet.work is T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T dot W-O-R-K. And either click on join the newsletter or a pop-up will come up and you can just put your information in there. Now, another way is to get a journal. That is a hand-bound journal. I bind the cover of the journal with leather or another cloth. You get to choose if I have other cloths available. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But either way, I have full leather, real leather covers available. Leonardo da Vinci had one of my hand-bound journals, one of the best Renaissance men out there. And the best way to cultivate self-awareness is to have a journaling habit. I did that for three years straight, missed only one day during those thousand plus days. I will share exercises where you read one. Sorry. I will share exercises where you need one. I wrote a script for myself and I can't really tell my own writing. 
I share exercises where you will need one. Need a journal and a journal also doubles as a sketchbook if you're looking to use it for art work. You can get that at the store at the renmannets.org slash store. That's T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T dot W-O-R-K slash S-T-O-R-E. And as of now, they are $50. There are some, uh, if you become a patron, you get a free coupon for that. So, um, to, to segue right into that, if you want to support the podcast on a financial basis, what you can do is become a patron. It's at patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot C-O-M slash the Renman Network, T-H-E-R-E-M, sorry, R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K. And any, anywhere from 5 to 100 or more dollars a month, what that will do is that will allow me to do this for more of my time, I'll pay for my time. I will be able to buy better recording equipment, and I will be able to go to better conferences like the one I'm going to next week. Now, I thank you for listening to these uh, these sponsored messages by my uh, for my my projects, and I encourage you to support this podcast in any way you can. Subscribe, uh, sign up to the newsletter, buy yourself a journal, do yourself a favor for your own development, and support the podcast. Allow me to create better content for you by going to our Patreon. Uh, without further ado, here is our sponsor for this episode. Hmm. If somebody wants to learn this, what, what, what could they do? Where could they go? Uh, I'd probably start it like at a school, like uh-huh. a, some kind of small school setting, so you're not okay. uh, spending like Countless, countless amounts of dollars on it, and then most schools like Laguna Gloria here in town, they'll like where Laguna Gloria. Laguna Gloria. Okay. It's a a school over off Thirty uh, Fifth, like an elementary school, high school, or it's a no, it's it's an art school. Art school. It, it's okay. uh but they it, they're open to the public, and then they they're, they're yeah. right on the water. It's really pretty. So like art schools have classes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, take. Uh, really, they're I think it's like one hundred fifty bucks for the semester, and it's twelve week. That's course. nothing. Yeah. It was 12 weeks for 150 bucks? Yeah. So it was 12 sessions mm-hmm. for 150 bucks, and that includes clay. That includes clay. I'm pretty sure it includes clay. Like, I I, have, I took a class out there yeah, of, like, yeah. It's less than $15 per class. Yeah. That's nothing. I was talking with a girl. <laughs> actually, I was talking to a girl at the, at the market, yeah. and she told me about it. She used, and they have a, a soda kiln and a reduction kiln out there, or get another nice. gas kiln. She's nice. like, oh, I, I, that's basically what I take the class for. So yeah, like, yeah, I didn't make, and I just... So you took the class just to have access to that kiln. That's I've been thinking about doing that just so I can because I really want to use their soda cone. It's probably cheaper than renting a studio. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you get your own wheel space and you know. Nice. I mean that, I would look at that. Just I mean so wow. you so you're really just and some and I have people listening from around the world. So just find a local arts art school, right? Yeah, I would uh, either art school or like some some junior colleges will do uh, that. Okay. They'll like a lot of like uh, where I took my classes uh, in Snyder, Western yeah. Texas College of Snyder, a lot of the Local t- people took the class. Okay, a lot of like they would just—they didn't have their own kilns or anything. They would just retake the class every semester. Yeah, so they could get kilns. Yeah, they had a kiln. How, if you wanted to be super serious, how would you rent studio space or find a place where you could put a kiln or all that jazz? Like, what? What? How would that happen? Um, I would try to. I mean, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. Maybe just like a workspace. Like, I mean, so yeah. most they have a lot of like. Work, I mean, depending on what kind of city you live in, like, uh, like here they have a lot of uh, artist co-ops. Yeah. 
and then uh, I know oh, a couple. Cool. I know people like that. They rent space and they basically they rent and work out of there, but yeah. they fire with somebody else. Like I used okay. to fire with a friend of mine for like a year. And so you like split the cost and everything. Yeah. Right. So so a co-op is like you and like ten people get in a group and they're like, okay, so here's what the rent is for this this space. Here's supplies and cleaning and etc. and kale and all that and gas and all that jazz. And we're gonna split it up to everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of like a hacker space or a maker space, but specifically for firing and pottery and stuff. Yeah, they uh, another place that in San Marcos or some or some other craft. If yeah, just I mean, uh, out in San Marcos, Texas, they yeah. have another studio called Eye of the Dog. Okay, and they're Eye of the Dog. It's, it's like Eye of the Tiger. Yeah, Eye of the. Eye of the Retriever. <laughs> if I just like made a new song. <laughs> just, they actually have a big. Eye of the Terrier. <laughs> <laughs> they have a big dog on their side. Yeah. It's really, I mean, That's great cool. space. Great, yeah. really great creative space. Yeah. Um, but they have, I think it's, I think it's four artists in the residence there, and you can actually, uh, they have nice. an Airbnb on site. Oh, so you could like sleep. Yeah, if you wanted to. What's that called? I'm, I want to hold on. I'm gonna move this. Sorry, guys who are listening. I have to move. I need to write this down. Alright. So that mic's pointing at you. This okay. mic's pointing at me. We're gonna change that to be mono. Because if I this is gonna be like one person in one ear, I don't want that to happen. So I'm just thinking about editing this. Um no, you're fine. So what's it called? Eye of the dog. I yeah. How can I forget that? <laughs> I have the terrier. <laughs> I have the corgi. <laughs> I of and where is that? Uh, St. Marcus, Texas. Oh, it's not too far. No. I have the dog. And you can, like, it's like a co-op. Uh, yeah, they have, uh, I think they, they I think they have four, three or four artists, artists in residence there. Nice. And then they, it's a school. That'd be so cool. I would love to be an artist in residence. See, here's my dream. And this is one of the reasons I'm doing this, is just networking stuff. But my dream is to travel the world and be artist in residence, just random places learning. Not necessarily random crafts, but, like, just learning yeah, different yeah. crafts. That'd be so cool. I really wanted to do um, when I was in school. My my goal was to do a residency, like because um, they have them like all over. Yeah, and you can just apply. You just submit your work, and you just uh, just so cool. and you basically like they give you the project, and yeah. you go for four to six weeks or whatever the time period is, yeah, yeah. and then they give you a place to live. They get your food and live and all that jazz. I'm pretty, I'm, yeah. I'm, like some places do. Like I, I, one professor he went to Ecuador. And pay sometimes like a stipend or something. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, one professor he went to Ecuador and he just like worked from like nine until four, yeah. three or four in the afternoon. If, and then, if you guys aren't seeing my face is like lighting up right now, <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> it's man. I, yeah. I mean, he he would tell me he's like, man, I would just go and then drink beer with him and like with the town folk afterwards yeah. and. So cool. They had like a festival every Koi, other night. And they just, have like guinea pigs on sticks over there. They, they fry. Yeah. They, they roast. Yeah. yeah just chewy. Yeah. Tasty. What chicharron? Chicharrons? Uh, they call them koi. Oh, I don't koi? know. What, I don't know what chicharrons are. Uh, it's the little the little like rat the, thing. Mm, I feel what part of the pig it is. Oh, it's a pig. Yeah. yeah. You know what was crazy? So I was in Colombia and um um oh there's this girl I was dating. And we were on our way to, uh, we were in Cali, Colombia, and there was this river like an hour away, and there was this bus you could take to the river. And I mean, I could I could speak Spanish at that point, because it was a couple weeks in, but 
uh, she like I didn't know the culture I didn't know how to navigate so she really helped me navigate the culture and at one point she's like okay let's go to the river but I want to have lunch first I'm like okay cool and she's like what do you want I'm like I want something new show me something Colombian that's like cultural here and we go to this um, this uh, grocery store and we go inside and there's this clear plastic case and a woman behind it and there's this pig like dead roasted pig and inside there's like it's meat mixed with rice like inside the pig like she's literally like scooping it out of the pig and putting it in uh, in like a, a like a tray. you know like a tray like a, pl- a paper tray mm. <laughs> it was like so new like I had I, you couldn't you wouldn't really see that here maybe at like a festival or two but it was like pork and rice straight out of the pig that's really good that sounds <laughs> it was cool. so cool yeah it was so that cool that sounds really cool and then we had Colombiana which is essentially like their version it's like their national soda it tastes like cream soda it's a really good cream soda, and they have that. So we drank Colombiana and had like uh, arroz con pork in like this paper thing. That's so good. Man. Yeah. I re- my favorite thing <laughs> is uh, chicken rice, actually. That's chicken like, rice. Yeah, chicken nice. rice and beans. Nice. On the side of beans. I, I, for lunch, I, I'm, I plan my, my things every week. And um, okay, so I got the super grain, it's a superfood grain medley thing where it has quinoa, millet, and buckwheat. And I boil that, and then I put the chicken, I like fry the chicken, and then I put the beans on that, it's canned beans. And um, it's funny because I, I opened up the seafood, no seafood, the, the super grain medley packet, and I'm like, this looks like birdseed. And then I think, what's in birdseed? And I'm like, this is birdseed. <laughs> it's, it's like, I'm just boiling birdseed. <laughs> oh, wow. Because there's millet and birdseed buckwheat. I don't know if they have quinoa and birdseed, but if you have like a very fancy, fancy bird, like a very high, like high class bird, then you'll have quinoa and the birdseed. Really? I'm just, I'm that I made up. I don't know. Like I don't, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, but I, I, I took a video for Instagram of me like slow motion pouring it. I'm like, I'm eating, cooking myself some birdseed. Well, I mean, I've, I've seen people here in town have some weird diets for their pets, man. They have, like, uh, one of the markets downtown, they had ice cream. I've never seen ice cream for dogs. Ice cream? Oh, yeah, I saw that. I, I like, walked by that. Wasn't that, um, 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 the bearded bear? The baked bear. Where it was, like, the ice cream yeah, sandwiches. Yeah, 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 I thought, yeah, right next to the, um, the healthy pet. Yeah. Thing. It's right around the corner, actually. There's, and there's, I, that one, there's a couple of things that I, I, when I do in the markets in the last year, yeah. I, I thought I would never see. I was like... Oh my god! Like just—it's like frozen meat puree. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, how, what what is in ice cream for dogs? Like, I don't know what's in that. I wanted to talk to the lady about it, and then she, I never got the chance to. And I, okay. I really just wanted to, you know, I didn't know yeah. there was such a market. I mean, there's pets are so they're like people almost sometimes. Yeah, people are like, I want to give my pet the best. That's crazy. Yeah, and I I never thought of that. I was like, wow, that's really cool. I mean, yeah. I, who would I never thought that would a market for that? Oh, that's so neat. I, I was doing Instagram for a while, and they. Yeah. Uh, probably amazing for art i mean it's, oh, i know artists have a good really good time on instagram they just take a picture and poopin's like i'll pay you a thousand bucks for that i never liked instagram until like last year yeah and then i just when i actually started really trying to do yeah, yeah. the whole really just get back into it for yeah. real for 100 percent. now i try to do a picture or maybe like a post once a week probably okay but yeah you know um up to three times a day is good mm-hmm. uh, you don't want to do more than that but like one time a day is gonna get you high in the rankings because the more that you post, the more Instagram is like, let's show you to everybody. Oh, really? And then also, so what, it, what you do is you post like at least one time a day, and then in the first comment you put 15 hashtags, not in the not in the up up not in the regular thing. I think they're trying to change it where it'll automatically like you don't see the hashtags, 
if you're looking at it, but I don't think they've implemented that yet. So what you want to do is you want to put that in the first comment. Okay. So that they don't see it. It doesn't bother people. It's like in their face. It's like, I just want, I want to read it. I don't want to look at hashtags. So you put that in the first comment and then you just put something. This oh, the regular one. that's yeah. a good tip. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't know, like I, Instagram, I mean, I didn't know that Facebook owned it and then, because yeah. I got rid of Facebook and then now I'm just trying to like, yeah. you know, catch up. That's why they're changing their, if you notice, they're changing the design of each slowly so that they become closer and closer and closer to the same. At one point, I'm guessing they're going to integrate them because remember they changed the, the profile photos from square to circle. Yeah. I think that was to to make Instagram and Facebook the same, look the same, and then they also changed the messages and the comments on both of them to be the same. So now the messages and the comments on Instagram and Facebook look the same, but over over like over the period of months they changed one thing and another, and then another thing and then another thing, and now they look very much similar and. Uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same app soon, in a couple months or a year. Oh, wow. Like, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, they bought them, I think, only a year or two ago, which is why, at first, they were very different, because they were different companies. Yeah, yeah. You know, but now they're the same company. Okay. Like, I, I haven't been on Facebook, like, in over a year, so yeah. it's been, I see people's feed every now and again when we go, when I go do something, and I'm yeah. like, like, oh, man, that's, like, so... The navigation on it's, it's weird now, yeah. and I, I like, and I just, I remember doing stuff. I was like, I don't even know how to use that anymore. It yeah. looks like a foreign language. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I was like, I don't even. Yeah, want to try to it's definitely it. different. I use it a lot for my business because I mean, I, I, I write um, what's called copy. Like, I write something about one of my podcast episodes, like this. I'm gonna write something about this episode. Be like, Michael's really cool. He's got some passion and talks a lot about. I'm probably gonna say something like, we talk a lot about how to learn a new artistic skill and how easy it is to do that and something to, to get people who are creative interested in this mm-hmm. and show them why it's important for them to listen I'll put that on Facebook and then I'll put it in a group and then I'll put it in another group and then I'll just like, be like here's a link if you want to listen to it um, and that's what I use Facebook for so I use it a lot because it's a really great way to get the word out about my podcast yeah you know it's just perfect so do you find more okay here's like a question then. about do you find uh, pot, or Facebook more beneficial Business-wise or Instagram? Or in- yeah, Instagram. For me specifically or uh, in general? I guess you specifically. Okay, for me specifically, there are different uses. I wouldn't say that one's more beneficial than the other. It... Instagram's amazing because it's very visual, and a lot of the stuff I do is very visual. Um, like, I, I do my own art, and then I interview a lot of artists, so, like, I'll probably take a picture of you, like, like this through through your... your um, Pottery, yeah. So just to, for people listening to describe the photo, he's going to be seductively leaning on his arm, and I'm going to be <laughs> taking a picture through his pottery at his face. Um, and I'll probably say, hey, this is Michael Velasquez, right? Mm-hmm. Michael Velasquez, and here's our interview, and this is why you should listen to it. Here's a link um, if you want to check it out. And then I'll be like an Instagram photo. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I just... I. I debate on it because several people told me like you should get Facebook for the business and then you know just to get my name out there and then you know I just and I I don't know I really want to. Oh, I, I didn't tell you. Sorry. Why Facebook is important? Um, Facebook is also important because it allows you to create a community. So you can create a group or you can have people that are super fascinated and you can be like, hey, so what do you like to do? What kind of things do you want? Here's some of my philosophies about my work that could help you. And then you have a group of people who are engaged with you, who have like a relationship with you, kind of like, you know, one-on-one, which is why 
you can have now celebrities can have a lot more closeness with their fans or people that lead a group um, can have a lot more closeness with their fans etc because they have that that ability to go on Facebook and be like I'm gonna go live and, and answer your questions live <laughs> and everyone could be a celebrity now. yeah um, which is good and bad but the thing is if you use it in good ways it can really really help you yeah, yeah. so Facebook is Facebook has a lot more tools to it and different types specifically a specific type of people go on Facebook and a specific type of people go on Instagram and even if it's the same person you have a different mindset when you go to each um, so it honestly depends what your intention is which which is best for you okay because I, I, I don't know it's just been they're both very useful tools yeah that's what I mean it, I, I remember using it a lot for when uh, people in college when in college and they want to have events or stuff like that and then yeah a lot of my friends or friends and family now they have events on they instead of sending out invitations they have events on Facebook yeah but I easy. but I do not since I don't participate in Facebook I miss a lot of the events mm-hmm. or whatever and then people just like oh, look and now they it's a wonder why I don't show up or like oh you didn't show up for the the party or whatever mm-hmm. barbecue or event on Saturday I was like I didn't what you could do you could create an account that you really don't do much but everyone who's your friend is knows it and then you could set an email notification whenever you get invited to something so you don't even have to log in but you just look at your email and it's like Facebook you've been invited to New Year's Eve bash or something and then you could log in and then it's there Okay. But you don't have to look at it every day if you don't want to because you have an email notification set to email you. That okay. makes sense. And it doesn't have to bother you or whatever. You don't have to post anything if you don't want to. Okay. That'd be a way. No, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. And you can put a fake name if yeah. you don't want anyone to have your information. And nah. just give it to your friends who know who you are. You could be like, Michael Molasquez or something. <laughs> I just, it's like, I have such a big extended family here in town. It's, uh-huh. it's. You know, it's insane. Like people, crazy. cousins and aunts and uncles. Like man, just mm-hmm. I don't know. Where Where's everyone from? Uh, my dad's from here, okay. and I was I, know, I was actually born in Austin, but right. then we moved. Oh, no. uh, West Texas. Yeah, we moved out to West Texas near Lubbock about when I was seven or eight. Mm. And then yeah, like my mom's from Mex- my mom's from Mexico, my dad's from here. Mm-hmm. And then uh, actually, my fam my grandfather or uh, my f- my Austinites would probably say Royce Taxi was a big company here in town. Who? Royce Taxi was a cab company. He, they got bought out like 10 years ago. I'm a Lyft driver. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, I'm happy with that. I got my Lyft jacket right here. That oh, wow. Like, I didn't know they gave you jackets. Well, once you hit 1,000 rides, they give you jackets. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So after 1,000 rides, I hope they do something for 5,000 and 10,000, but I heard they don't. So 1,000 rides. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's nice. They're, they they treat us well. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. It's nice. I always want to do it, and I never get commit to, to doing it. Um, you don't have to commit to doing it. You can just do it, it and yeah. then like have the option to go online if you have a car. It has to be, I think, in Austin, newer than 2003, and have four doors, and then not look like crap. I think those are the only things. But if you do, check this out right here. This is my link. So sign up with that link. I think we both get a bonus. I know I do, but I, maybe we both do. And if you're listening, by the way, and you want to sign up for a lift or at least try it out and have it as an option, or you want to do it full-time, um, then if you want to sign up, use my link, lift.com slash drivers slash Joe Bookoff, which J-O-E-B as in boy, U-C-H-O-F-F as in Frank. And uh, I'll put it in the description below in case you're listening in your car and you want to check it out later. 
So you can just copy and paste it, and that way you can sign up and we can both get a bonus, or at least me. I think you do too, but I can't guarantee that. I, th I can't remember either. I was it, on it change it too, so it yeah. changes all the time. Uh, I did Instagram for a while. That was pretty uh -huh. good. That was cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Or Instacart on Instagram. Instacart. Oh, yeah. Uh, how was that? Because I, I have access to that. Uh, it was cool. Like, I, I just did the... I, Basically, I was living out. I was living out of my studio for a while, uh, for f like for like six or seven months, mm -hmm. and then uh, for some reason I had trouble like sleeping in the kiln. Keep warm. Yeah, just you know, <laughs> right next, like just just uh, a Saturday night, just a bottle of wine, and, you know. Um, <laughs> oh, that's kind of. A, but a, but like a clay bottle of wine. Yeah, so you got to yeah. put it in the clay just yeah. to aerate it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, for some reason, I had get in trouble mail there. And I did. I kept on getting the. They never sent me the payment card. It was just funky. Oof. And then I was doing pickups and drop offs for them for a while. But yeah. Uh, for I, what? Dev, you can just do pickup and drop off like for them. For Instacart, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Like so you, you don't even have to go and shop. No, you just do delivery. Like you okay. were just uh, just picking up at HEB. How much do you make? Uh, I think the most I ever made was six in a week. Dollars, hundred, six hundred. Okay, how much? How long were you working? Oh, man, I think I. That shift, I, that week, I only did like 35 hours. Oh, okay. Well, lift hours. is more. Lift is a lot more. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah, because like I've, well, for 35 hours, I probably get at least 700. Oh, wow. Yeah, at least. Yeah. You, I, I know, I calculated it, um, all the pay that I've gotten over all the periods, and I just calculated the average. Average per hour, this is before any tips or prime time. Prime time is like when it's super busy and it goes up. Average is I think fifteen dollars and two cents, and then you add on tips and it goes to about seventeen, eighteen, maybe nineteen or so on average. I, I have to I didn't calculate that, but I could easily do that. Okay. And it also, no. that also varies tips. I mean, it depends on how well you're feeling. It depends on what's going on in town. I mean, the holiday season people tip more. If you're in a good mood, people do more. So that's that goes up and down, but I can kind of cal calculate averages. No, that's, I was just curious. I, I mean, I've I don't know anybody right now that's doing Lyft or Uber, but I can't say that anymore. <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah, I yeah I don't know anybody right now. I mean, if I'm, anybody that you know I talk to in general. Cool. But yeah, it seems like a good deal. It is. It has been for me, so I'm thankful for that. That's cool. Do you have anything, you have any Instagram or anything you want to share with the listeners? Uh, you can follow me on my Instagram, ATXFatKid. ATXFatKid? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I mean, uh... Only a little bit fluffy. <laughs> uh, the, I wanted the name to be really diverse and to be really, uh, I find it, uh, really stick with you and... Mm -hmm. It does. So uh, just really, really memorable, yeah. and just like you know, just like man, and <laughs> I just I was in college. I came up with it, and well, the the company name it's uh, Fat Kid Productions. <laughs> I and, saw that. I saw that somewhere. So, I think I don't remember where, but I saw that. But uh, yeah, on just, your uh, on your card. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, but <laughs> just, just really trying to diversify it, and not I didn't want it to be about ceramics. I want I mean it is ceramics, but I want I mean I want it to be other things too. Yeah, but, that's that. You know what, I've been going, uh, that was like a, a conflict inside of me for the longest time um, because I had to figure out what was constant and how am I going to make a brand around what's constant because if I make a brand around what's not constant, I want to change it. If I make a brand around podcasting and it's like a podcast and I'm like, oh, well, now, you know, three years down the line, maybe I'm not just doing podcast. Well, I'm not already not doing just podcasts, but 
speak like now my name sucks <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, you want to make it sure like you're yeah. not, that's why i do ceramics or studio yeah. or and, and i really want it to be other, i mean i want to do other things like hat or, i don't know yeah you have to give yourself enough freedom when you start yeah to brand yourself and be memorable see my my my, um, my name used to be the spot of joe which i loved but i it felt weird because i didn't want my name on it and that's that's my card still has that yeah um but I didn't want my name on it because it felt, it just felt like, it felt weird. It felt like I was kind of showing off. I didn't like that. And I know it's not, honestly, like it, it was fine, but it just, it just felt, didn't feel you, I don't know. It was catchy, but I didn't like it. I didn't, yeah, yeah. It, didn't, it didn't jive with me, it didn't resonate with me. So I changed it to the Renaissance Man Network. The Renaissance Man Podcast, the Renaissance Man Project. Like that's, those that word, like it, it resonates with me because it's like, I like to do a lot of things and I'm passionate about a lot of things. That I like that. I want to talk about. Yeah, the Renaissance like, Man. Yeah. Isn't that nice? I do like that. Yeah, it kind of, it's like, it's, it, it's catchy. Catchy. And then it sticks yeah. with you. It's, not, it's really yeah. diverse and really like just feels just creative. Yeah. Like just, man, you want to like, I mean, I want to go out and do something right now. Yeah. Let me actually probably, well, Yeah, <laughs> you gotta go, you gotta throw, throw <laughs> yeah. another, another growler. So you can sit and drink drink wine. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, ATX Fat Kid is the Instagram, and then uh, Fat Kid Productions. Hopefully, like, and I'll be out soon, making, yeah. you know, cranking out growlers and you know stuff like that. Yeah, sounds awesome. I met you at a um, craft show at the AG, ABGB. ABGB Brewery. <laughs> I went to somebody in Lyft, and I'm like, "Where are you going?" She's like, "The ABGB." I'm like, "ABGB." What? No, ABGB. And I looked at the phone. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's so confusing. Have you never, you've never been there? No, I uh, haven't. I've driven past it a lot because I used to um, go to the mattress firm and admire the purple mattress all the time and just like jump on it and then like leave. <laughs> Where's where the mattress firm right there? Uh, it's on Lamar. So you, if you go, if that's on Old Torf, and if you turn left on Lamar, it's on the right in like a couple half a mile or so oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and okay. i live on east riverside so i'd go up and turn right on old torf and then go all the way down it'd be on the left and i'd see it but i never really paid attention to it until i went to the um that thing uh, the Maybe. craft show yeah I, I actually live on east riverside also oh that's cool yeah probably like right next to me Maybe. <laughs> i used to live on riverside for it's changed a lot in the last 10 years is it is your your studio at your place I'd live really close to there. Not like, I would love to check out your studio sometime. Yeah, not, yeah, not today. I'm not free today, but maybe sometime soon. Yeah, come by here. Yeah, so like, cool. Just let me know. I'm right, right now. We did Eastside Studio yeah. about a month ago, and I, we had, you're talking about that. Yeah. We tore apart the entire workroom, and <laughs> yeah. I moved to the back. And then uh, me and me and my business partner, we kind of work out of there right now. Yeah, that's that that one girl's brother. The other. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I was talking to her about her brother was somewhere else, and she's like, oh, that guy works with me, and I was just making my rounds. I didn't ask, just letting you know, I didn't ask everybody to go on a podcast. I only asked the artist that I liked. Okay, So thanks. the fact that I asked you was important, because it meant that I, I liked your personality, I liked your artwork. Thanks, I appreciate that. My pleasure. Like, yeah. My pleasure. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Julio, Julio Lopez is the okay. other guy that works with me. And then cool. uh, we, uh, he's really the one that kind of just started pushing me on a lot of this, and then... Yeah. And uh, yeah, we met in college and that kind of nice. just hung out every now and again, barbecue and shoot the shit. Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should come by. I smoke, I, I, I'm really big into barbecue. Like, I smoke a lot of brisket. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll make some of that quinoa, birdseed. Okay. <laughs> With chicken and beans. <laughs> sure. Bring it fire. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, that's fine. Uh, yeah, barbecue. I uh, got really big into smoking meats like about four years ago. In the kiln. 
Yeah. <laughs> Fresh, dried out. It's like, man, it's super heated. Um, not in the kill. Not in the kill. Okay. But yeah, I barbecue as much as I can. Like, I don't, right now, I don't get as yeah. much. I, it's cold out. But I mean, it's still not bad here. Yeah, it's not bad now. It's yeah. nice. But the holidays get me busy with clay work and everything. So I can imagine. Much. I want an ornament. Do people ask for ornaments, like clay ornaments? I, uh, no, not me. I, mostly I do like these, uh, what I could do get really popular is I do these crafts, these little bowls. And they, um, I put glass marbles in them. Or just marbles. You, yeah, I saw those. You're, you showed me those. And then they, there, yeah, and they melt. Pretty, yeah, yeah. And they melt and they're pretty diverse in color. And it's like, I feel like it's. You say they melt at like 800, right? Or 900? Yeah, 900, something like that. Yeah. But, okay. you know, I go up to. 2000. 2000. So they melt like yeah. in the middle of it. They melt early. Yeah, it's pool and just, it just. Runs everywhere, but I mean, I just, yeah. it's it's really catchy, and I mean, those are my biggest sellers. It's, That's cool. Yeah, people, uh, women use them for like jewelry and just it's just kind of like That's a one-off. Cool. Have you ever thought about making like making like um, a molds and then putting like maybe bisca clay mold and then putting the glass in there? What do you mean? Like making like making molds for the glass out of clay and then making glass things. Oh no! Uh, they do. That would be a different. That's a different thing. Okay. That's a uh, yeah. That'd be something different. Oh, this would be like two. It'd be yeah. like branching off from what you like doing. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that and there's glasses. I mean, glasses. Clay is essentially glass because I mean, or it has similar mixtures. It's silica. Yeah. Silica is glass and. But clay different is, like molecular structure. Like, yeah, I'm like, like yeah. How, how they're how it's put together. It's not like melted together. It's like platelets that yeah. stack. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but it doesn't melt itself. No, yeah. Okay. But their glass is, and glass has to be. There's a term for it when it's like certain degrees, and you have to hold it. Okay. And their kilns, like it's, oh, it's, it's to temper it. So yeah. It like it doesn't just like shatter or something. Yeah. Okay. And then so you go up to like I think it's some people go up to like depending on what kind of glass you're yeah. using, because only certain colors will last to certain temperatures. Yeah. And uh, so you don't burn off like the higher temperatures yeah. when it burns off. Oh, so the actual color will just burn off. It's so mm-hmm. high. Okay. And then uh, I don't. I know there's a guy in the complex where I work at. He uses, yeah. he, I cannot remember what it's called. You hold it for like an hour or so, and it's called something specific. I cannot remember. Sure. Holding it, they call it holding it for an hour. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no. I, I, he told me. I, I used to work with a. a, a glass does that mean? A, what does that do? To the it just hard. It makes it stronger. Oh, okay. Like tempering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One time I was, I was um um for for a potluck. I was. That's actually how I got this cut right there because I was I made a mold for chocolate and um, I was I was scraping off the edges of the mold so I could just pour it in because the edges lips were like kind of going over from the material that I used and uh, I had an exacto knife and <laughs> straight into my finger and it actually split that. Ouch. Yeah, and so I, I wrapped stuff around it to stop the bleeding and, and I immediately stopped the bleeding but it, it actually was split. <laughs> it was such a sharp exacto knife. Man. Um, but somebody was telling me that you actually have to temper the chocolate. You have to like melt it and then make it high and then cool it and then melt it again and then cool it really fast and then it's like it's it's like actually like hard for huh. like shapes for like lollipops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I I did not know that. Learn something new every day. <laughs> like man, I know, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Is there any other? Do you have any other questions? I don't know. No, that's it. Okay. So, um, thanks for listening. There's gonna be an outro. And I'm going to split it in the middle so that you guys can get a little taste of my sponsor for this episode. But you already have, because at this point you've listened to the end. So thank you for that. Ciao.
And that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Just to remind you of some ways you can support the podcast. First of all, subscribe. Second of all, you can um, you can join the email list. That's at therenmanetnet.org. T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T dot W-O-R-K. Click on join the newsletter. You can also buy a journal that's on the shop at the Renman Network. So therenmanetnet.org slash shop. Or, sorry, slash store. S-T-O-R-E slash store. And also, you can support the podcast on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash the Renman Network. T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K. Hope that you enjoy yourself and stay tuned for the next episode.